Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, welcome people to episode 180 of Dude and the Monkey. Um, I am one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever I am joined by... Ian Loring, hello. And this week we have another double review for you. Uh, we are going to talk uh, about the, uh, the girl on the train. Um, we're also going to talk about Bloodfather. Uh, we're going to chat some what we've been watching, some trailers, a couple of questions, and, and probably a myriad of tangents that we will inevitably um, take you along with us on. Um, I've got my punch so IPA. Ian. I'm ready to fucking rock. Let's do this. Let's 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 go. Is there is there anything uh, before we get into trailers that that we need to talk about? You finished FIFA The Journey. I did finish FIFA The Journey, yeah. Um, it's good. It, it, I, I like the fact that it's a game within a game. Cause I, now, I now feel like I've finished it. I can now start playing FIFA. Because um, that's basically all, all I've done in it. And I can now start playing FIFA. But I, I enjoyed it while I was doing it. I think there should be a little bit more interaction within it. But then again... I, I don't think it was a disappointment in any way. Once you get to the end, the ending does make you go, do you know what? I'm glad it's finished there, but I will play more. Is, there a, is there a cliffhanger? There's not really a cliffhanger as such, but it definitely it ends. Um, I mean, I'll say it ends because it's not a fucking film or anything like that. Um, it ends with you uh, playing the, the FA Cup, and I won the FA Cup, so I don't know what happens if you don't win it, but I won the FA Cup. Um, and then uh, you've still got this rivalry with Gareth Walker, your, the player that, that came up, came up with oh, you and so all this. So you, and, and is there, like, because I played the first few hours of it. Um, yeah. So, like, because they, they've got that bit on the aeroplane where it's just like, well, you two have got good team spirit, but you're shit at maths. Two into one doesn't go. It's only oh. one of you. And then from there, Gareth is a prick. Yeah. Does it well, ever change? No. No, it doesn't at all. It gets worse. It, and as well, what happens is... Uh, I'll spoil it for you. Uh, so spoilers for the journey, if you've not played it, skip past about two minutes. So, um, When you go back from being on loan at the club that you're on in January, Gareth gets sold to your biggest rival. Oh, shit. Okay. Yes. So in in my case, because I was at Liverpool, Gareth got sold to Manchester United, and then Gareth still continues to give you shit, like on the Twitter constantly. But you can't respond on Twitter, which is a little bit strange. But he continues to give you shit, going about how shit you're playing, which should be all right, and and, he, and he's fine. But then when I played Man United. And Gareth Walker was playing up front for Man United, and I was playing up front for Liverpool. It did the little side by side bit, and it said, uh, "Oh, these two players, you know, have been in hot streaks of forms, and these two can get one up on the other." And it came up and it said, um, "Gareth Walker games played um, twenty six goals for Alex Hunter games played twenty four goals twenty three. I thought, well, I'm winning that. He's <laughs> mm. shit." <laughs> and then it got to the it got to the FA Cup it did the same thing again and it gave your season the amount of goals you got in the season and mine was at 60 <laughs> and it was at 9 oh, oh <laughs> nice so you play you you play like the team that he's on in the FA Cup final yes right yeah uh, so that was that was pretty cool and then yeah the cliffhanger is the it 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 you're in your, you're back in your apartment, um, and 
you're playing uh, a game of FIFA with the uh, Danny Wilson, the, the the guy that you you didn't get on with at first, but then you start uh, uh, to, yeah. at the trials. Then he was he was at the club that you got a loan on, and you've become friends now. Okay. Um, and he, he's actually quite amusing in it. Uh, him, he becomes quite a good character in it, to be honest. Mm. Um, and then you sat playing what is it him and your agent comes in um, and he's like congratulations and you're going what are you on about and like ah oh, put the TV on and it's like you're essentially getting called up for England and then it just finishes there and so it's a bit like do you know what there's a, there's a few things one that's quite cool I like that it did make me go yeah do you know what and like I said to, to, to you I, I hope they don't wait till the next FIFA I, it, it should be a downloadable content. And if every three months you got another, not maybe not as long as this one, so another like five hours, mm. let's say, uh, and it was a fiver in January, I'd pay that. Mm. And then you got one in May, another fiver for five hours, I'd pay that. And then on the next game, there's a bumper thing, and it's a tenner, and it's included in it. And then it did it like that. Because if you're waiting another year... It, it just seems it, it seems too much. I'll stop giving a shit. Right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was that was pretty cool. But it was a little bit like, do you know what? I I, I was top scorer from my loan period in the championship, and I was top scorer in the uh, Premier League as well. Let's face it, England have called me up by now, and I've like thirty caps by now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, and I'd be the nation's fucking saviour. <laughs> so. <laughs> That was pretty. It's it, it's cool. I liked it. It's, it's a fun little game within within a game. It's nice. Nice. I, I currently don't have a games console. Who knows what might happen next week? Little postscript to this section. Just while I'm editing the show, I bought an Xbox One S three days later. Yeah. What trailers have you watched this week, then? Yeah, okay, so Resident Evil: The Final Chapter. <laughs> I'm so far in, I can't even. I can't even begin with how in I am. That trailer. That looks like fun. It 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 does. It does look like fun. I must I must say. Yeah. I mean, fuck. That looks fun. It looks like they're actually when they say the final chapter. At least with Mila Jovovich and Paul W S Anderson, sure. That probably will be the final chapter. So I think there will be a sense of closure there. And good on Mila Jovovich for getting her name at the top of the fucking billing before the title in yes, the trailer. Yeah. Like, it is. The movie's, the movie's practically called Mila Jokovic. The final chapter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good honour. You know, and, and, and fair play, you know, some, I mean, we are going to do a special episode. I think we're still planning on with Noel. When, this, are, comes, yeah. when this comes out in January, we're going to do all six of them, and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, yeah. Even though I flat out, when I saw the fourth one, Afterlife, I think it was, Flat out despised it. But who was that, what, was that one that used all the cam the same cameras from Avatar? Yeah, that was the and like then, proper. That this was is the 3D as fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that was actually in the trailer, wasn't it? As well, I think that, that, that they used the cameras from Avatar. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. So like that. I, I, I remember you hating that. Yeah, I, I like <laughs> like with a passion. Now. Now, mate, who knows? Who knows? By the way, incidentally, in fucking video game films, but at least we're transitioning, Assassin's Creed, I heard today on Twitter, two hours, 20 minutes long. Oh, my God. That's long. Mate, I mean, like, that was just from somebody on Twitter, but, to, uh, Jesus. Anyway. That, that, that 
wouldn't surprise me, though. Yeah, but again, I mean, like, January, Christ, Assassin's Creed, Resident Evil, and Underworld. And I know Underworld's not a video game adaptation, but it may as fucking well be. Like, January's going to be some vintage crock of rubbish, but hopefully kind of entertaining <laughs> films, man. Like, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Um, so, Power Rangers... Um, <laughs> Looks like Chronicle until like the last twenty seconds. Yeah, uh, I wasn't expecting that. Can't no, it just it, be fun? Can't it just be fun? That that yes, thank you. That is what I was saying about ten seconds in the trailer was. Oh, why is it dark? Why is it bleak? Why is it go go bleak Power Rangers? It, yeah, it, it, why can't it just be fun? I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, I, I, a lot of this stuff I've said before that I don't have nostalgia for. I have nostalgia for Power Rangers like a motherfucker, right? GMTV on a like on a holiday morning when they did their like kids programming and stuff, and like Mr. Motivator was uh, was was presenting it and shit. I recorded episodes of Power okay. Rangers in long play on VHS, <laughs> man, and I wrote the fucking titles on on the labels and stuff and. Like, I, oh man, like, my mum had to go around so many shops looking for the Green Ranger for me one Christmas that it was fucking, <laughs> I felt, I feel so bad for it. She bring, actually, I kind of say I feel bad for her. She brings it up pretty much every single fucking Christmas. So, yeah, no, it, I, it, you know what, I don't oh, feel it, bad it, for it. It's been ammo for years. Is it one of the Christmas stories? Every family has a Christmas story, don't they, that they try and make you feel bad about. Oh, mate, to be fair, the Christmas story of my home is my dad coming over at Christmas Day and recording my mum drunk, well, my dad drunk, trying to get her to fucking talk about how shitty a mother she was. So, you know, that that's um, you know, that, that that's one of my Christmas stories. So yeah. my mum tried, and, and, like, my mum wasn't a shitty mother, and my dad was an arsehole at that point. Like, God rest his soul, I suppose. Um, anyway, sorry. Um, but yeah, Green Ranger, that's... That that's a Christmas story, sure. You know, I, I, you know my mum reminds me about it all the time, and, <laughs> and and bless her, she's an arsehole, but I love her for it. You know, so it, you know it is what it is. But um, yeah, I, I, it, please be fun, just just be fun. You know, yeah. I, I, I don't know the little bit that we got of Elizabeth Banks kind of looks like she's got maybe the right kind of thing going on. Who knows? She, she did, I, I, when it first came on, I, I went, Elizabeth Banks kind of drops down, doesn't she? She's kind of almost like she's hovering above, isn't she? And I thought, who is that? Is that Parker Posey? Yeah, man, yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ, in that kind of role, Elizabeth Banks and Parker Posey uh, are interchangeable. Yeah, and, and then and then when it wasn't, when I, when I looked and saw, and saw, oh, it's not Parker Posey. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, it's Elizabeth Banks. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> it's like, um, you know Gemini, Gemini Holograms, when yes. Juliette Lewis still for, uh, first turns up. I was convinced for about 20 seconds that was Parker Posey, and it was like, hang on, no, I'm not watching Josie and the Pussycats. I'm, I, 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 it's not that film, even though it kind of is. It, it's yeah. Gemini Holograms. So, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, John Wick Chapter 2. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course, of course I'm on board on this. You know, like, it immediately made me want to watch John Wick again. Which I, I I actually think I'm going to tomorrow. I have John Wick on iTunes. It was like four ninety nine a while back, and all over it. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing his dog. Yeah. Um. I'm, you know, Lawrence Fishburne's in it. Yeah. 
cool. Yeah, there's a great line of just give me a gun. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I. We need more of that. People keep on asking me if I'm back. Well, yeah, I think I'm back. I need more. I need. I need more. I yeah. need more, and I'm excited. Yeah, it is. It's, it's great. That, that's that's January or February, I think. Is it February? Oh, man, yeah. I uh, yes. I, uh, I I I I want it. I want it. I I, yeah. I I wasn't even as hyped on John Wick as everybody else. But, John, the fact that we're going to get more of that, and let's have some more of the Continental, I want more of that mythology, you know. Yeah. I want Lance Reddick in a, in a Continental TV series or spin-off film. <laughs> I'd watch that. I want the weekly adventures of the assassins who come in and out of the Continental with occasional appearances by John Wick. Need it, yeah. need it. Um, yeah, and it's just, it, it just loves Reddick, and then just the occasional guest actor just kind of drops in on a up. weekly basis. Straight up. I mean, There's um, a fucking show. There, there is a show. I would watch John Wick tonight if it wasn't for the fact that, ever so slight tangent, I'll be quick. I am in a privileged position of having an LFF press pass, so it is. this is proper first world film Twitter problems. <laughs> I, and I acknowledge that. The streaming service that they use does not work with iOS. It doesn't now. And doesn't use... um, You can't even use Google Chrome on iOS for it. I am being forced to use my shitty Chromebook whose keyboard stopped letting me press the letter I after two weeks. Um, I am being forced to use... And yeah, fine, I could claim on the warranty. It's fucking work and I will one day shut up. I know you're fucking telling me to be quiet and get the warranty sorted out. I'm telling you, listener, you shut your mouth. (laughs) Anyway, um, so, fuck, I tell you what, man, three cans of Punk IPA have got me really hopped up tonight. (laughs) An unintentional pun. um, Anyway, um, what the fuck was I saying? Fuck, this is bad. Um, I, I tell you what, it's, pro- it's probably because I'm trying to eat my dinner while recording this, and I've literally had a chicken salad sandwich today, so I think it's gone straight to me, so apologies. But, um, yeah, no, so, the only way I can I can watch th- their st- stuff on their streaming service is through this bloody Chromebook. Um, and I don't like using the Chromebook, uh, you know, so, literally, I need to watch an LFF film tonight, because I haven't watched enough, you know why? Because I've been pissing about playing bloody PlayStation 4 Slim and then regretting it. That's why. That's fucking why, Mark. That's yeah. why. Yeah. This is therapeutic, this is. So tonight, I'm going to watch a film which I actually am embargoed about talking about, even though I haven't seen it yet, but I'm not allowed to mention it at all until it screens. When am I putting this up? Am I putting this up tomorrow? I'm, I, do you know what? I'm not going to say anything because I might put this up tomorrow because I'm in London for a couple of days. So yeah. I'm going to talk about it on the show next week. I can't even talk about this fucking film. <laughs> but I'm going to watch it tonight. And, and you've not seen it yet. Yeah, and I haven't seen it yet. And You're I'm not allowed to talk about the thing it. you've not seen. And I absolutely will not talk about it on whatsapp no you must not even if i thought it was good i'm not going to talk about it on whatsapp to anyone so there's that there's that 
I look forward to not listening, not, I, not I, reading you talk about WhatsApp. I'm not going to say a thing because I am unbongoed. All right. So yep. anyway, so I would watch John Wick tonight if it wasn't for unbongoed. Unbongoed. Yeah. Yeah. So, what so, else? What else trailer-wise have you got? Um, I don't know. Uh, stop asking me questions, Mark. Jesus. Have you watched Patriots Day? No. T- wow, I'm terrible. No, how is it? <laughs> All right. Don't give much away. Okay, um, okay, it okay, looks like a promising. film about. It looks like a film about the Boston Marathon bombings. But it's got a really good cast. And it looks like it's going to be a little bit heavier than something like Deepwater Horizon. What inspirational little... song does it have in the background? Uh, Star Spangled Banner played on piano. Pretty really solid. slowly. Really slowly. Pretty solid. Yeah. Um, oh, I, it, Ian, you forgot. Get out. No, I didn't. You said, what else have you watched? And you said, have you watched Patriots Day? And I said, no. And then you talked about it. I didn't say I was done. <laughs> Go on then. Because <laughs> you liked this trailer, didn't you? Get Out looks fucking amazing. It the, does look a lot of fun, just, doesn't it? Even that trailer itself looks like it's had an awful lot of thought put into it. You know, I, and it just, it it looks so interesting. Um, yeah, and it, it, it's, it's, it's fun that it's a guy stepping out of the comfort zone of what he's known for and doing something else. And... Went to Blumhouse and said, I got this. And they said, you got this budget. Do what the fuck you want. Jason yeah. Blum, he's my boy. He's my fucking boy. Yeah, I mean, that, that's it. It, it. It's great that he's, he's allowing that. And it does, that film does look like a lot of fucking fun. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I, I don't know, just the whole kind of, like, the, the editing and like the, um, the, the woman going, no, 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 no. And it keeps on cutting and then cutting back to her and cutting and cutting back. Uh, all over it, all over it. Look, I, I yeah, just looks super interesting. Um, I mean, Arthur Keanu, I'm very intrigued by what, by what Jordan Peele does. The fact that he's written and directed this, very cool. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's it's looking like a good um, early 2017 uh, treat, I must say. Um, there's like a 30 second weird teaser thing for War of the Planet of the Apes, which yeah, which looks a little bit like those um, things that you get in places like the Range uh, and holiday shops. You know, like those felt things where it's all black and there's white bits, and you have to colour the white bits in. Looks a little bit like one of those. Uh, yeah, no, it does. That, yeah, it absolutely does. Sorry, um, for some reason, Trailer Addict just like um, directed me to. Why DRC President Joseph Kabila must go after 15 years in power? We can't take it anymore because if we go along with this, there's no hope for us, says activist Bandai Mbubi. Something about the Democratic Republic of Congo. And I got through it from Trailer Addict. So I'm just going to press back and we're back in the room. Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Yeah. Sure, Javier Bardem is a bad guy who wants to kill Johnny Depp. Why not? Yeah. Please don't be two and a half hours long. It's going to be two and a half hours long. It totally is. Um, but it's it... going to be two and a half hours long. Uh, I mean, the weird thing is, Johnny Depp's not actually in the trailer for that, is he? Nope. 
Yeah. You know, maybe not a surprise at the moment. Maybe they're. Uh, yeah. Do you think? Do you think that is? <laughs> they quickly edited him out of it. Like there was a shot at the end that he stood on top of something and he just goes, hello, or something like that. And they've gone, no, fucking cut it, cut yeah, it, cut yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's directed by the guys who did Contiki and uh, quite like Contiki. So um, it's kind of weird that they've gone from Contiki to this. I mean, apart from the fact it's based on water, you know. Um, but, you know, Colin Trevorrow, I suppose. And, you know, we'll see. Um why not? I, mean, I don't know. It looks like they spent a fair few bloody years doing this, and they delayed production and, and stuff. So hopefully they actually have a screenplay before they start Story, filming. Yeah. So, um, you know, but who knows? We shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Um, so I'm, I'm done now, Mark. Uh, a couple more then. Um... Life on the Line. Uh, John Travolta stars in a disaster movie uh, about linemen. Um, so people who, Americans who fix telephone lines. I thought there was going to be a story about a football linesman who gets like targeted for death after a controversial decision. Do you know what? It literally, the 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 the, the fucking tension and the drama that this is trying to build up is as forced as that movie you have just pitched would be. Uh, but do you know what? I, I, I did watch it and go, this looks like shit. I'm going to watch this. <laughs> so, so it was that. It was that. And the trailer for um, the Jackie movie starring Natalie Portman, um, where she's doing a voice that's supposed to be Jackie Onassis and it doesn't sound like her at all. But all the way through it, you're kind of going, oh my God. She's getting buzzed, man. She's getting buzzed. Oh, my God. It, she's getting buzzed because she's Natalie Portman. But you do get the feeling that, that all the way through it, everybody on set was biting their hand going, oh, God, really horrible. Oh, my God. Could somebody tell her? No, we can't tell her. She literally is the fucking movie. And she's a bit touchy. Do, do you want to go and tell her that her voice is terrible? And everybody's just going, oh, Christ. Oh, God, no. <laughs> I have a feeling that this is one of those ones that everybody thinks is going to be around for awards season, yet gets released, and then, you know, there's always that, that one film that just nothing happens with it. It just kind of sinks a little bit. And there's always one every year is around for award buzz, and then just doesn't, it just doesn't happen, because it's not quite that good. This is a, and also as well, this is a biopic, and it's, I think it's about 80 odd minutes long. Which always kind of for that kind of prestige movie and things like that, that sets off alarm bells. That because th- when they were set out to make Jackie, they didn't think that it was going to be an under ninety minute movie. Let's be honest, did they? Well, who knows, man? I mean, it's um, Pablo Lorraine. Yeah, I know. It's is, is the a trailer. Have you, have you watched the trailer for it? No, 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 no. It's a shocking trailer. The movie might be great, but it's a shockingly bad trailer. Okay. It's awful the trailer it's the music cues that are in it don't land and it's it, it's it's awkward to watch you kept I kept thinking well, what point does this become a, a, a funny or die trailer <laughs> and it just never does I've got the choice between he, 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 he's done two films recently um, his other one uh, Neruda is uh, there's an LFF press screening on it uh, for it on um, Thursday and I'm I'm trying to decide between that or the Nicole Kidman and Deb Patel film Lion, which has been getting some decent 
buzz as well. Yeah. It's like the one Weinstein film this year, so they're kind of going all in for it. And, I mean, like, Pablo Lorraine, he directed The Club, which I talked about a while back, which I wasn't a massive fan of. It was the uh, uh, paedophile priests, all the kind of... Like, oh, yes, of course it was, yeah, yeah, um, I wouldn't be saying. And, uh, yeah, I wasn't big into that, but I don't know. Like, I've heard good things about Neruda. I think it's Gail, Gail Garcia Bernal, I think, you know, so that's a positive. But um, that or... So it's buzzed about Gail Garcia Bernal film by director. I'm not not massive on so far, or Nicole Kidman and Deb Patel film, which kind of sounds bad on the face of it, but it apparently is really good. I don't know which one to do. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll so I'll talk about whichever one I see next week. Um, maybe it's maybe it's neither of them. Maybe I just get pissed instead. Who's to say? Um, Who's to say? Right. Well, that's that's trailers. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go and urinate. Uh, I'm gonna mute my mic while I'm urinating this time, uh, and then we'll we'll get into um, the Gunner Train, directed by uh, Tate uh, Taylor, stars Emily Blunt, Haley Bennett, Rebecca Ferguson, Justin Theroux, uh, Luke Evans, uh, Edgar Ramirez, Alison Janney, and Lisa Kudrow uh, crops up. Uh, so does uh, Lauren uh, prep on for uh, a blink and you'll miss her two or three times. Mm. Um, yeah, so it's a, it's a very good cast, uh, based on the uh, very popular, uh, uh, as I understand, Paula Hawkins' book, uh, The Girl on the Train. Um, it is the story of Emily Blunt's character, Rachel Watson, uh, who is going through a bad time, we'll say. She's an alcoholic uh, who has been left by her husband who had an affair with, I remember all spoilers all the time, guys, uh, with his realtor, uh, played by Rebecca Ferguson, uh, and she uh, rides the train to work, uh, in inverted commas, every day, and passes their house, and has developed a bit of an obsession with the people who live two doors down, um, played by Luke Evans and Hayley Bennett, mostly the uh, Hayley Bennett character, Megan, um, who ends up going missing, and uh, Emily Blunt's character may be implicated within that. Uh, we'll get more into the story as we go because I don't want to fucking throw it all out there uh, in the synopsis. But Ian, uh, what did you think to the girl on the train? And before you start going, you haven't read the book, have you? Um, no, mate, I, I don't read. No, I haven't either. Uh, but it's just when I, I went with Becky, and Becky has read the book. Um, do that cast again. Uh, Emily Blunt, Rebecca uh, Ferguson, Haley. Yeah. Huh? I'm just counting something. Oh, Hayley Bennett, uh, Justin Threw, uh, Luke Evans, Alice and Janney, Edgar Ramirez, and Lisa Kudrow. All right, out of that cast, there are five people that I suspected of wrongdoing in this film. (laughs) Right, there's five people out of that cast. I think you maybe mentioned seven or eight names. This this film, and I'm sure the novel, delights in just going, here's a red herring. 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 What's left? Yeah, it's him. Um. So, this film, if it wasn't for Emily Blunt, would essentially be, I think, director video y kind of stuff. Beloved. It would, yes. It's very, very 90s. Um, 
Okay, fair enough. Which I'm sure you love. I'm I'm sure you're a fan of this film. I'm fucking sure. So just that going in. Even though I bet you would have wanted a bit more erotic stuff. So. <laughs> so. Uh, we'll get into it. Okay. So. Yeah. I I I, I don't know. It just. Emily Blunt is really, really, really good. Like, she's really good. And I kind of think if this was... If the filmmaking around her was Gone Girl, I think she would be getting Oscar buzz. Um, That it's not just means that she... I mean, she's not done herself any harm in terms of box office draw because it's opened pretty well and it kind of shows that she can top line a film. And that is awesome. All about the Blunt. All about the blunt. So, don't get me wrong there. She's great. Everything else around it... Eh. Um... It kind of takes... kind of takes ages to actually get going. Um... And when it does, it is just like... Could it be this person? 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 When it's revealed, I think there's some actually kind of interesting emotional depth stuff going there and i think that the like what blunt's character has been going through and where her character ends up i i like um what i i I, what i don't like frankly is kind of everything else around her and i i thought the film looked like shit terrible i like like just looked bad and um also tried to hide its twists in just incoherent filmmaking. Like, yeah, you can't quite see that thing, can you? Because the camera's shaking around. And yeah, she's drunk, but kind of annoyed me. Anyway, um, forgive me. Mark, go on. What do you think? Uh, right. Um, well, to be honest, uh, and as I've said before on this, I, I'm not one of those that, that thinks that incredibly film smart and is a shaft but within the first five ten minutes I kind of did go shifting through them and every time anything came up it was like stop hitting at him it's not him it's Justin Theroux stop hitting at her it's not her it's Justin Theroux he's the one he's the one who's killed her because he's having an affair with her that's obvious (laughs) it wasn't obvious to me I'm gonna say I'll admit um, it wasn't obvious to me so uh, from that, I, I just thought that that, that was that, that was it. So all the way through it, I, I was kind of going right. But I, I, you, you still, even if you think that you've worked it out, there's still a possibility you're going to be wrong. And the other bit there is just because you've worked out, you know, what you think is going to happen at the end of it doesn't mean to say that you've worked out the journey. The journey is is the majority of the thing. If all you've got is a reveal and the journey's shit. It's shit. It's still going to be shit. The reveal is going to be, oh, it was him. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Um, but the, there's, there's that. The problem is with this movie is it's constantly, like you say, throwing up red herrings at you. And it's it constantly thinks it's got this fucking ace up its sleeve. Uh-huh. And the thing is, the ace isn't that fucking ace. And if you, if, if you've, if you kind of know what it already is anyway, when it reveals it, you kind of go, I know. And then it's got nothing else, and it does look like shit. Yeah. Um, as a movie, it's the thing is that the, the and I, I I've said this a million times when we talk about films that are adapted from books is 
you don't review the book, you review the film. You don't review the adaptation, you review the film that is shown to you. Now, the strange thing is, the, 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 um, the film, the book is set in London, whereas the film is set in New, in, in, it's in, around New York. Um, and all I can think of there is, is something that can have, um, American actors. But, there's only actually two American actors in kind of like the main cast yeah. in Hayley Bennett and Justin Theroux because Emily Blunt's English, Luke Evans is Welsh, and Rebecca Ferguson's fucking Swedish. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that throws that out. So then you look at it and go, yes, but Britain's grey. So that's why it could be set in America. Yet this is so fucking grey and dingy. They've made it look so... Like you say, it, it, it either looks, it, it looks a little bit like those 90s movies, those late 90s movies or those early 90s movies that were just starting to be digital when digital still looked like shit. And that's kind of how it looked and it just, it felt so, I, I, I was upset at, at how ugly it looked yeah. because, and it, it is, it's badly made, it's badly directed, it's not very nicely edited. The music, uh, Danny Elfman's music is, is just, feels like it was written for a different movie. Sure. And then he was offered this and he just went, yeah, yeah, I can do it. And then rang up and went, I've got the score. And they went, in a week? That seems quick, Danny. Mm. And he's gone, oh yeah, I, I just, I really got into this film. And it, it's just, he went, that'll do. There you go. Um, I, the cast, I mean, look, I think he's, he's very good. There's a few points where I thought, ooh, this is a little bit, this is a little bit like how big a fucking slice of ham do you want on this? But I think that that's kind of more the director and the, the camera work than it was actually her delivery. Um, Rebecca Ferguson's completely underused. Yep. Luke Evans plays stock Luke Evans role number two. He was fine though. Like, he's, he's, fine. he's, he's not he's, as bad. It's just, he's yeah. fine. But the, the problem is with this movie is there's not a single likable person in it. I will say, I, I've got to say... They're all awesome. Can I just say, Hayley Bennett, I thought, was flat out terrible. It, the psychiatrist scenes where she's... Cut, and, and maybe it's in the direction, but where she's, like, constantly moving around and then sitting down slowly and she's yeah, trying she, to be all seductive. She's, she's the worst fucking flirt and seductive in the world yeah, yeah. and you shouldn't be that when you look like Hayley Bennett mm. you know it's a bit like Edgar Ramirez is quite literally there going done he, 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 at points he looked like he was two steps off going could tell I'm gay yeah maybe that would work yeah they, they, they have zero chemistry like yes, zero chemistry and, and, which is strange because Hayley Bennett is an incredibly beautiful woman yeah. and Edgar Ramirez is an incredibly handsome man he's a man. good looking dude man yeah yeah. yeah 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 they are both sexy people in a movie that in its trailers and its TV spots was talking about how sexy it was and I watched it going this isn't sexy this is just a little bit I feel bad no, for it's, these it's, people it's people having like dirty little quick fucks up against a something <laughs> or other yeah, and I'm, I'm looking at it going, this, none of these people seem like they're enjoying their lives. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that is one of the core issues with it. And the thing, and some of my issues, and I was talking about some of the bits I did like about it as well. When at one point I'm looking at it going, do you know what? 
drunk Emily Blunt's hair is a lot better than sober Emily Blunt's hair. When she gets her shit together for like a few <laughs> times, her hair looks like crap. That was going through my brain in it. And when that's going through your brain in, the, in a movie like this, it means that you have given up all fucking hope of giving a shit. Why does... Why? Answer me this, right? That's amazing, yeah. Emily Blunt goes at the police station to, 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 to make a complaint against Luke Evans because he physically assaulted her, right? I'll come to that bit in a second, right? But for that, he comes in... Why does Alison Janney take her in the bathroom? Yeah. To talk to her. Oh, I'll take your statement now. I'll take your statement. Do you want to use that hand dryer? (laughs) That seems like, why have you taken her in there? But also, why does Luke Evans need to get physically violent with her? He could have just been pissed off with her. You didn't need to take him to that point because the mystery already about whether because Hayley Bennett actually says to Edgar Ramirez I lie I lie to my husband I lie to my friends I lie to you and then she starts telling about the fact that Luke Evans character is abusive now at that point there's the mystery of well is he abusive or is she just bullshitting and then you've still got that little bit of what is it but then it makes it seem more like he is by grabbing her by the the, the throat essentially and it's like do you know what he didn't need to that doesn't he didn't need to be that guy because you're about to make Justin through that guy so why why does this movie make everybody fundamentally a bad person and flawed it doesn't need to. There's no good guy in it at all, which is really quite sad. There doesn't need to be. A... I'd maybe say, I mean, like Emily Blunt, yes. Isn't a good guy in it, well, or is she? Well, I mean, like, to be fair, she's psychologically abused and basically becomes an alcoholic what? because she's almost brainwashed by her husband. I, you know, I'd maybe argue that point. But I still think that then you're hiding behind the... Um, the fact that she's an alcoholic, she's still she's still a bit of a shit person as well. Uh, you know, she doesn't seem... It, it's taken a little bit of a nudge, and there is the psychological abuse thing, but she's still... She's still aware when she goes to Luke Evans to see him that she's done something wrong, that she shouldn't have done that. Yeah, yes, but to be fair, it's in, the, in, in an adult mindset. It is, but I, I still don't think you could say that she's a good person. I, I I think that's I think that's maybe a little harsh. I I do get where you're coming from, but in the big scheme of things, she's been kind of man- manipulated into being that way. You know, I mean, like in the end of the day, her husband essentially turned her into a drunk because he wanted to fuck someone else. That is the bit of the movie where it kind of made me go, yeah, this is no, boring. Yeah, and, and, because do you know what was more interesting? Do you know what was, what was, what was a more interesting movie? Uh, Up to that point. Even, and I still thought at that point, remember, that Justin Theroux was a bad guy because I still thought he's killed Megan because he's been fucking Megan. So he just can't keep his fucking dick in his pants. I still think he's an arsehole. But there was a good angle of, 
uh, uh, flipping things on their side of of it being the woman, the, the female, she'd been the aggressor to all the relationship. And not that she'd forced him into an affair. I still thought he was an arsehole for having an affair. But it's just that she... It, that she was the broken person and not like a usual or oh, broken little woman kind of thing. She'd broken the way that usually films portray men as broken as. And then it wasn't. It was that this guy had managed to manipulate her into that. And this same guy had managed to manipulate Rebecca Ferguson into staying, despite the fact that she knew that all he was going to do was just fuck everybody. And but but at least he was with her, and it just it brought the whole fucking thing down to just being a little bit, a little bit sad, really. No, I mean don't get me wrong, I I I do agree with that. It's just, the film either needed to be classier or it needed to be trashier. Yes, and it, it wasn't. It wasn't either. I would have happily taken it to be a lot fucking sleazier, a lot fucking sleazier. And I'd have enjoyed it a lot more. Because the problem is, the, the, the one thing that this film isn't, that it is fucking aching so hard to be, is Gone Girl. And it's not. No, I mean, it, it doesn't... At all. It does, I mean, it... Yeah, I mean, I, I rewatched Gone Girl this, this week, like, because I, I've been wanting to rewatch Gone Girl for a while, and I just figured it's kind of appropriate, it's time. And that film is technically amazing yeah. every single performance is spot on and it manages i mean like i mean and, and it's, i'm sure this is in the book but basically giving the twist away like 50 minutes in yeah and then the rest of it is like a journey after that and then the destination is this weird affleck kind of actually is attracted to rosamund pike but doesn't want to admit it so he's saying it's because of the kid you know, and yeah. like that kind of stuff. Like it is such a deliciously fucked up ending. But, yeah, and, but and, and, so, and I, I, I mean, oh, it's brilliant. It is, and and, and that is why Rosamund Pike's character in that movie is my favourite character in films for the past ten years nice. because <laughs> she's just she's just magnificent. But I mean, it's just like, and it, I, it's, but it's got the trash element as well, <laughs> like the the killing of. Neil Patrick Harris. I mean, it's yeah. got to be the highest grossing film that has a gory neck slit. Yeah, it, it, it does. It, it does. <laughs> it, it, it is the only film, the, the only film of that kind that has a human fucking sex toy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, his death, his death throes are getting her off, which is in, in the most physical way they can it is beautiful the problem is the girl on the train doesn't have anything like that it has Haley bennett being fucked up against a tree by justin Theroux. yeah 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 yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's I, 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 and and it has a weird cabbing thing with a guy called mac it oh it's the more i think about it the more i look at it and go this was who who Bex has read the I've not read the book. Bex read the book. The book is a bit shit, to be honest. <laughs> um, it is just trash, but not even good trash. It's just a bit shit. Um, so it, it just I don't I don't get how all the people involved didn't halfway through this kind of go. Mm. <laughs> this is a bit shit, isn't it? I think they thought they were making a better movie. Maybe not Haley Bennett and Ramirez, and to an extent, 
you could also throw maybe Theroux in there because he has a habit of, of cropping up into a fucking weird thing. It, it was very odd to see Justin Theroux in this. Yes, it was, wasn't it? Very, very odd. I, I yeah. yeah, that was. So, so where are you with it? Uh, in, in the case of let's get on to a different film, yeah. so I think we yeah I think... we we could we could keep going. I could I could keep going in this movie, but I'd still be getting to the same point. I know. I mean, I'm, I am I am touching cloth, and only because of Emily Blunt. And I am I am touching cloth only because I'm watching it going. I think I might watch that again just to see what I think on a second watch. I I, I won't watch this film again. I will, um, just to see what it's like on a second watch. So I'm also touching cloth. Now, what's interesting is we had 10 votes um, for this. Uh, definitely not shit, 40%. Touching cloth, 30%. And shit, 30%. Okay, yeah. Which is really interesting, which just means that everyone was kind of a little bit, eh, about it. So, yeah, it, it's, it strikes me it won't make anyone's top 20 of the year, but it also won't make anyone's bottom 20. Yeah, man, no, no, I mean, it's, it's, it's not that level, you know. They, no. Like, frankly, the the level of acting in it overall is yeah. too good for it to be, like, worst of the year contention. Um, exactly. But, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, it, it is kind of bobbins. Yes, it is. yes, it is. Uh, and right, well, getting on to our second uh, feature review, Buzzfather, um, a French action thriller uh, starring Mel Gibson, uh, directed by uh, Jean-François Richet uh, and written by some people. Uh, it stars Mel Gibson, uh, Erin Moriarty, uh, Diego Luna, Michael Parks, William H. Macy, and a whole load of kind of character actors that you've seen What's around. That it was Dale yeah, Dickey, wasn't it, it was. as well? Yeah, uh, in, in the most Dale Dickey role you can get. <laughs> yeah, she's great in that role. So Dale Dickey is a fantastic character actress. She's she, she's great at doing what she does. She's got that one character this. and she aces it. Yeah, she does every time. It, it's like, oh, we need this 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 craggly old South woman who just looks a little bit like she's living on a trailer park, but like she could kick the fuck out yeah. of you, Dale Dickey. Yeah. But but as well, that could be that. Or she could be the same character in a comedy and works in a diner. Mm-hmm. Same character, yeah. but it works. Uh, and I still adore her from uh, My Name Is Earl, where she was part of the daytime hooker. Agreed. <laughs> uh, so yes, uh, Bloodfather. <laughs> Essentially, it is dude in a monkey catnip. Yeah, it is. It's Mel Gibson. Um, plays an ex-con. He's come out. He's an ex. He's a recovering alcoholic. He's been sober for two years. He, he hates being sober, but accepts the fact that he has to be sober. And he's running a tattoo shop uh, out of a trailer. Uh, his best mate and his sponsor is played by William H Macy, who he seems to both like and hate at the same time. Uh, and he's been estranged from his daughter for a number of years. His daughter then rings him because she's in trouble with the cartels. And she says that she needs his help. Uh, and she goes to him. And then all of a sudden the cartel start chasing her. So he's got to go back to that life. And he doesn't like it because it's going to break his parole violations. <laughs> Ian, blood father. Loved it. Um, <laughs> Gosh, you did. <laughs> I mean, it's we've got a question about this later as well. But it, yeah. it's... Yeah, you know, I mean Gibson. It, it he's a questionable it, he's character. A, isn't he's it? a fucking horrible human being. Um, but 
I just, I you know, I, I think you sometimes do have to separate the person from. We'll get to that question later. Yeah, totally. So separating it is like this is the best that Gibson has been on screen in fucking years. Like, get the gringo was good. um, Yeah. But oh, what uh, what the fuck was that? What was the other title for that? It was Get the Gringo in the US. I think it was called something. And it was My Summer Holiday or something crazy like that. How I Spent My Summer Vacation. How I Spent My Summer Vacation, that was it, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I mean, it was good in that, but this is full bore, badass, pissed off, (laughs) like, genuinely could not give a fuck Gibson and I mean it's spectacular. There are moments in this film which will be up there in my moments of the year. Just how pissed off he is when his trailer gets attacked. <laughs> yes. And it's just like it's just like it's like an annoyance. It's like it's almost like fuck Nate's door are playing that music way too loud. It's that it, it kind is. of annoyed. It is. I'm gonna say now, Shane loved it. Yes, but let's get to that scene then. Let's talk about that scene. We're talking about it now because that scene is magnificent. Right, right so. Yeah. Yeah, well, essentially what's happened there, uh, to give people context, <laughs> is his daughter's now there. Three of the hoodlums, uh, cartel hoodlums, have come to his door and they know his daughter's there but she isn't in sight. He's just sat on the porch basically saying to them, go away. Because they're what, trying no, to like, 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 just like, say it gives a tattoo. Fuck off. <laughs> yes. And then he, oh. he, 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 he turns round and they say, don't you turn your back on me. And he just slams the door. And then there's a great moment where they're banging on the door and he turns on his daughter and goes, I'm going to be so fucking pissed off if they dent my door. And then, and then he's angry when they start shooting it because and then one of them puts their hand in and he stabs him in the hand and he says the line yep there it goes there's a parole violation that's aggravated assault I'm going to get the blame for that <laughs> and it's just like and then he kind of storms off down the corridor yep. in his trailer as it's just been shot at, at that moment you're watching it and yes Mel Gibson is a terrible human right can we put that to the side for the moment while we talk about the rest of the movie? And we'll talk about that later when we answer a question, right? He's a terrible person, but at that moment, you go, Mel Gibson is so above this, but he's not acting like he's no, above he's this. He's acting like he is exactly supposed to be there. But he's so much better than everything in this movie. But he's on board. Yeah, you know, he's, he's fully... In, fully yeah. in, and I, I, I yeah. At that moment, I was watching it going, this movie is going to be magnificent as long as Mel Gibson is on screen. Exactly, uh, but I think there's other stuff that 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 is kind of fun, like Diego Luna. Yeah. I like how <laughs> at the start he's actually quite threatening, and when he comes back into it towards the end, he is a bit of a pussy. Yeah, he is. You know, the like when Diego Luna calls Mel Gibson and he's all like fucking like right, then old man, you know, you're gonna fucking do what I what I'm telling you to do, and then he's like, 
Oh yeah, I know who the fuck you are. Yeah, your <laughs> uncle in Juarez, yeah, he doesn't like you very much, does he? One call when he, uh, <laughs> Sicario by you is going to fucking put a bullet in your head. You know, I love... I, I, I just yeah, the and just the Diego like, silent reaction to that is incredible. Yeah, and it's just, just I'll ring you back in ten minutes. Okay, no, you won't. You'll let me speak to my daughter yeah. now. And Diego Luna literally goes, "Shit!" <laughs> and just hands the phone yeah. over. I mean, that, yeah, it's, I, I, yeah, I mean that that that's the thing. And also, maybe moment of the year so far for me. You know. You think Michael Parks has gone out of the film. And then <laughs> Mel Gibson goes back to his place, takes a load of shit, and then Michael Parks just says, I don't think you'd have the balls to come back. And, just, and like Mel Gibson just fucking shoots him and walks off. Just like literally go, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 that's exactly it. <laughs> and it's just, you look at it going, I get the feeling that, that, that Mel Gibson, this is how he'd act in all of these situations. Yeah, yeah. I... I, I I don't know. It's it is terrific, terrific oh. fun. It really is, and you know, the ending is in, insane. Like, of course he's gonna fucking die. Of, yeah, of course he yeah. is. Of course he is. It would have been more interesting if he, if he didn't. To be honest, um, you know, but and, uh, but that's fine. Um, I think Erin Moriarty is okay. Yeah, I, I, I think she's, she's, she's perfectly fine. She's, she's good. Yeah, I mean, she, yeah. she's alright. Um, I, I, you know, I mean, like, she's obviously in her early to mid-twenties and she's playing 17 and it's a bit like, oh, really? I, actually, I'm going to have a look up how old she is. And just 23. She's tw- just 23. Just okay, 23. so what? She would have been 21, 22. So, yeah, okay, fine. So, yeah, I, I, I think she's okay. But, and, you know, but, I mean, it's got some good character actors here, man. I mean, Dale Dickey, Michael Parks, yep. um, William H. Mate. Parks is underused a little bit, I think. Uh, underused. Yeah. There's a great scene where, where Michael Parks and Mel Gibson are having an argument, and they're both, and you've got Gibson's doing his shouting bit, and Michael Parks is doing his calm delivery of everything, yeah. but being quite forceful with it. And you watch him going, this is brilliant. No. This is brilliant. Why is this scene 25 minutes long? Exactly. And yeah, even though, and it's another example of someone chews out Mel Gibson and Mel Gibson just completely turns it on its head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, like, yeah. It, like it, Michael Parks is basically like looking at kind of like extorting him and he's just like, you're fucking pathetic. Look at you. You know, I kill, I, I, you know, you, I, I, I'd want to kill you, but you've even robbed me of that because you're so pathetic. And it's, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, I, I don't know. It, it's brilliant. It's absolutely straight down the line, knows what it is, and just yep. does it. And it gets it, it, it. Another one great thing. It gets in, it gets its job done, and it gets the fuck out. This is under 90 minutes long, this movie. Um, yeah. um, it, it's, there's, there's not an ounce of fat on this movie at all. And it is, it's, it's, Gibson is so much fun in it. It's, it's, we watch it going, oh god, he's, he's so fucking charismatic. <laughs> and I really wish I wasn't liking him in it, but I am so fucking much. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it's brilliant. There's not, I don't there's a great deal to talk about with it, because it literally is. Mel Gibson is just shouting at people for a lot of it. Agreed. Sorry, I've been spending an hour trying to eat this fucking food. I really need to eat before the podcast. Um, 
I am I am super 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 definitely not shit on it. I I am definitely not shit, and this this will make you feel good as well, Ian. Um, definitely not shit. Eighty six percent. Touching cloth zero percent. Shit seven fourteen uh, percent. Whoever that person so, or people was, well, come on now. It's one of those. If you're not if you're not a sort of person who likes these type of movies, you will not like it. But if, if you're on board with this type of movie, it is catnip for yep. you. Yeah. So, Ian, go on then. What have you been watching uh, this okay, week? So, I don't have too much, actually, because... Um, oh God, fucking hell. Yeah, okay, we're like an hour in. Okay, no worries. So, um... Talks about Gone Girl. Uh, Ride Along 2, which is fine. I like the first Ride Along. Uh, yeah. I like this one. I, I, I like the first Ride Along, to be honest. Yeah, it was, it was perfect. Yeah, yeah, this one, same. It's fine. Ken Jeong's in it. It kind of feels like isn't his moment past, but um, <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever. But, I mean, I, I don't know. It's it, it is kind of more of the same, but I'm not exactly chomping at the bit for another one. But if there was another one, I'd watch it. So there you go. Yeah. Serviceable ninety minutes. Or so um, bum, 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 bum. I watched. Uh, I rewatched Kung Fu Hustle. All uh, oh, right. Um, which is on Netflix. Um, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to that a rewatch, because I haven't watched that since it came yeah, out. Yeah, same. That flick is fun. It makes no yeah. sense. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, like, Stephen Chow's character arc is mental. It's wants to be a bad guy, wants to be a bad guy, realises maybe he's not a bad guy, becomes the epitome of everything that is good and holy about the world through some sort of butterfly-esque resurrection. That's his arc, and it's mental. It is weird. Um, The cartoony kind of stuff I'm on board with. I think the film does enough to kind of say the fact that it's in a skewed reality that you kind of get on board with that. Um... I mean, the, the 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 fight sequences are really good. It, I don't know. It's just there is absolutely zero substance to it, and there are moments in the film where it kind of feels like it, it is actually trying to reach for something. Um, but no. Uh, but what is there is a great deal of fun. So yeah, kind of feel yeah. Um, give it a rewatch. And I've only got, I've only actually got one other thing to talk about because I was playing PlayStation and regretting my time playing PlayStation. Um, and uh, it's an LFF film. So this is Zoology. Oh, yeah. Z-O-O-L-O-G-Y. Um, so, set in contemporary Russia, centers on a woman who works as a person who ba- basically orders supplies for a zoo. And, um, very matter-of-factly, goes to the doctors and says, I woke up one morning and found this. What is it? It's a tail. And the doctor's like, well, we need to get that x-rayed. She goes to the radiologist. The radiologist, like, does the x-ray. And... So begins a relationship between a woman with a tail and the radiologist at her local hospital. All the while, 
She's having conversations with people in the local area, and people in the local area are talking amongst themselves, about a mysterious person who has a tail that seems to cause bad luck and strife for everyone that they encounter, but no one knows what they look like, and it's all like Chinese whispers. <laughs> and this woman is really, really nice, and she lives with her mum and an old cat. But she finds a lease of life through this kind of, this, this radiologist, and it just so happens that she has a tail. And the tail doesn't really have anything to do with it, apart from a few scenes where it's a bit of a plot point. Um, and the, her relationship with the radiologist ends in an interesting way, I'll say that. Um, and I really don't know what to think of it. <laughs> I need to write a review, and I'm still processing it. I watched it last night. And if it if it's a commentary on something, I'm not entirely sure what it is, but it kind of feels like it is. But I don't know what of. So I don't know whether it's just a, a, a just a a weird realist fantasy tale of a woman who grows a tail in Russia. Or whether it's trying to say something about Russian society. <laughs> it could be either, but you're not sure like, which I'm one it is. I'm not entirely sure. Um, and I enjoyed it. It's very short. It's like 85 minutes long, and I'm glad of that. Um, and the ending is, yeah, kind of the ending I expected. It was going to be like 10 minutes from the end, and that's fine. And I quite like the, the the humdrumness of it all. Like no what like the doctors don't really seem to react react to the fact that she's got a tail. Um, there's a bit of a running thing where she's trying to get an X-ray, but the doctor's going, "It's blurred. You're gonna have to get another one." She's like, "You fucking serious? Like, I've got a tail. Can you not just deal with the fact I've got a tail?" And th- there you go. <laughs> that feels like it might be commentary on something. Yeah. But, the bureaucraticness of everything, yeah. The bureaucracy of Russia. Yeah. But I don't know enough about that. So... It, it may be one of those ones where it doesn't translate over because of the societal shifts that you yeah, have. Yeah, like, if there was a Russian version of The Guardian, I'm sure they'd have a really in-depth thing about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But... But, but there isn't a Russian version of the card, I'll guarantee you that. But, but there's not. So I suppose I'm going to have to wait until it gets a VOD release or theatrical release over here, and then I can read about what it meant. In The Guardian. Probably in The Guardian. <laughs> yeah. Because I haven't got a fucking clue what it meant. But I quite enjoyed it. Well, there you go. By the time this episode's up, it would have finished its screenings at LFF. So it might... I don't think it's got distribution over here yet, so you may never see it. This might be... (laughs) So, you know, hey. But Zoology. Interesting. Haven't got a clue what it meant, but I I quite enjoyed it while it's on. it's It's got a really, really nice scene where... The main character, who basically has not had love in her life, like, ever, 
and she's finding it with the radiologist guy, Peter, and they're singing and dancing in a club, and he's trying to get her to, like, dance and and whatnot, and as the, the, like, the song goes on, she gets out of the shell more and more, and by the end, she's jumping about all over the place, and it's lovely, and it comes at a point in the film where you're just like, I just want her to be happy, <laughs> and then she is yeah. for a moment, and it's 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 lovely. So there you go. The the the, the lead in it, she's she's very good. Um, haven't got a clue what it meant. <laughs> I'll put them right in that review then. Yeah, I'm struggling. I'm struggling, and I'm sure the quality of the review will will bear that out. <laughs> Cool. Four hundred uh, words. How the fuck do I get to four hundred words? <laughs> Explain the reasons for why you don't understand. What can it. I say in four words that would usually only take one? Uh, I would like a sandwich because I'm hungry. There you go. I, Rather, would you like a sandwich? Yes. Yeah, I, I, I'm done, but uh, I am doing LFF next week, so I know we're doing our Da Vinci Code trilogy. Um, special, yep. but I'm gonna have some other stuff to talk about as well. So yeah. Cool. Uh, right, I'll I'll go through mine then. Um, I watched uh, rewatched the uh, first Largo Winch movie, uh, also known as the Air Apparent Largo Winch, also known as Largo Winch the Assassins something, or and also known by about another fifteen different names. So it's a strange one. Have you ever seen the Largo Winch I've movies? I've got a fucking clue what you're talking about. Uh, Largo Winch, they're French films uh, based on a Belgian comic book called Largo Winch, about a character called Largo Winch, right? Now, he is uh, the heir to a a business empire um, known as the W Group. Uh, But the um, Nero Winch, his father, um, essentially has adopted him and adopted him in secret, so nobody knows about Largo. So that when everyone thinks that he doesn't have an heir, secretly he's been teaching Largo how to be his heir. I'm sorry, breaking all these news. Years I'm in so secret. sorry, breaking and then news. Nero Winch is murdered, and um, Largo essentially is activated. Um, Mark, I have breaking news. What? This can't be true. The Hollywood Reporter. Disney's live-action Aladdin enlists Guy Ritchie to direct. Oh, I fucking hope that's true. I would, I will watch the shit out of a live action Aladdin directed by Guy Ritchie. You steal my fucking plans? What the fuck? Um, it will keep many of the musical elements of the original. Yes. He, oh my god! Yeah, he's he's in negotiations. Oh my god! This is gonna be fantastic. Oh. Can you imagine who's going to be cast in that? Uh, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, all day long, mate. All, I, yeah. 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 <laughs> just, just have my money. Uh, uh, sorry, I just. Yeah, no, that that's that will. Uh, yes, I will be watching that. Without, I hope that happens. Um, yeah, language essentially is is sub bond fun. Okay. It is. It is so. It is so 
obviously just a bit bondy because um, language essentially what it is there's a conspiracy uh, going on because his father's been murdered and then there's this other uh, Croatian guy who is trying to take over the business but then the business is trying to buy the self itself out everybody is shady apart from Largo and so he has to keep on bouncing around all of these exotic locations getting into scrapes whilst trying to find these shares and keep himself out of jail and all this lot. And it's it's very entertaining. Uh, there's a sequel actually called The Burma Conspiracy, uh, which stars Sharon Stone in it, which essentially is more of the same, but even more fun as well. So I'll be watching that later. But Lager Winch, it's on I, it's on I, it's on uh, Netflix uh, at the moment. Uh, and it's fun. You, you, you could quite easily either watch it on the train down to London or on the way to work and on the way back from work. You could easily watch nice. it like that. And it's fun. It is, it is quite a lot of fun. But the, sequ- the sequel, The Burma Conspiracy, is better than this one. Okay. Um, and it, it, it's quite, it had quite a budget. It was like 40 or 50 million dollars. So, um, it's got a bit of a budget behind it as well. Cool. Yeah. Um, we watched Jacob's Ladder. Shit. Uh, yeah. The, uh, Adrian oh, Lynn. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh. I bloody, um, I've got two pairs of iPhone earphones here. One that has the lightning <laughs> connector, and uh, one that has the uh, the ones that are actually plugged into my fucking speakers. Um, oh my <laughs> god, having lightning connector headphones is maybe not the best bloody idea Apple ever had. Anyway, sorry mate, go on. Uh, yeah, I rewatched uh, Jacob's Ladder. Oh, sweet. Um, yeah, okay. And it's 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 one of those strange movies where uh, where I, after finish watching it and I just go that's a really fucking great movie and then a few months after I kind of go I forget how good it is and I kind of it, it kind of it goes down again I don't even think it's a bad movie but then it's only when I'm watching it and you're going this is fucking great it's, it's, it's a very 90s movie it's grimy and it looks a bit icky and it's all over the place but it's it's as a psychological horror, I, I do think it's certainly up there with things like Angel Heart and that kind of ilk of movies, certainly. And it's it's got a great central performance from Tim Robbins um, in it. But yeah, it's it's, it's fantastic. It really is. Uh, and, but really difficult to find. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I I I just assumed that it would be on a streaming service. And that's the thing is, is that's the weird thing is, a lot of times I'll go, oh, I fancy watching this. And I'll look on a streaming service and I'm like, oh, it's not there. It's not there. It's not on that. And out of three or four streaming services I've got, it's not on. And I'll look on iTunes and go, if this is, a, if this is loan seven pounds, I'm buying it. Oh, it's eight ninety nine. I'm not paying eight ninety nine. I've got a DVD upstairs. <laughs> it's one of those. It's a little bit irksome that. Um, watched The Black Coat's Daughter, also known as February. Uh, which is on Ooh, iTunes at the moment. Yeah, oh, man, how's this? <sighs> a little bit boring, to be honest. Which I was, I was, the problem is there's some really good bits in it and some really good scenes in it. There's a fantastic, a genuinely brilliant scene, um, in it where Emma Roberts' character, um, who is a, uh, she's, 
I sense like she's a runaway patient from a hospital and you get the feeling that it's from a mental hospital at this point in the movie. It's not confirmed, but you do have an idea that it is. And James Ramar and Lauren Holly have picked her up um, because uh, James Ramar saw her in the train station uh, or bus station. Um, and essentially was just concerned about her. And so had kind of taken her... Yeah, said, we can give you a lift. She went, where are you going? She said, where she was going. She said, oh, we can give you a lift to there. And he's just really being quite nice to her. And you get the feeling that, that there's, either, there's something either a little bit off to it or he, he's just nice. He's just like one of those nice guys. Um, and then Lauren Holly basically turns around and confirms it, that she's sat in the car with her because they've got to leave the uh, motel that they're staying at because there's bad weather coming and if they don't leave now they won't get to where they're going to um and so james mars sorting bits out in the, the motel and he says to um robert's car to go and sit in the car with uh his wife who's played by lauren holly and she turns around and basically tells you that it's because and you already know this but tells her that she, you know he remind you remind him of, of, of our daughter and our daughter died and the daughter is somebody else that you're seeing in part of the film, in another part of it, and these two stories are running concurrently, but they're not set in the same time frame. And that scene is fantastic. Lauren Holly's basically giving a story of how her daughter died and what all this lot. And it feels, the way it's delivered and the way it's shot and the, the tone of it and everything, it feels like something quite literally lifted out of sort of, 90s Lynch and it feels like that where it, it's overbearing and it, it, it's threatening but essentially it could just be what it is that is being said and Lauren Holly delivers it in a, a, a very good way but the problem is a lot of the other story bits around it just feel a little bit ploddy and a little bit like like when it's going somewhere and you, you are trying to work out where it's going and it is quite difficult to you know you, you, you know, I, I didn't work out where it's going but it, it, I don't think a lot of people will, will work out where it's going I wasn't trying to outsmart the movies I'm saying uh, I was happy that I, that, that I didn't quite know what, what was going to happen but when it eventually got to what was happening and I won't give it away if it's quite a new movie and it's not our feature review um, I kind of went uh Right. It, it does suffer from that thing of, of horror movies where it, or psychological thriller things where it just seemed to end. And it's like, do you know what? You've built a lot and that's the payoff. So it just felt a little bit underplayed there. But in terms of the acting, the performances are all solid. Um, it's, it's 93 minutes long, but it felt, it felt longer. It felt like I was watching it for about two hours. Um, and not in a good way. Either. Yeah, it doesn't sound like uh, a okay. So, yeah, so I was, I was a little bit disappointed, but I thought it was going to be better than just generic, straight to, what is it, um, kind of horror-y elements. But it, it wasn't really. It was it was a little bit of a disappointment, to be honest. Um, on to a movie that wasn't a disappointment. Um a very strange one that took me by surprise. Uh, I went to see uh, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children um, uh, yes. at the cinema because it's, well, 
if I wanted to go and see it, so um, I always say, if there's something you want to go and see at the cinema, tell me and we'll go. Because she had a habit of saying, oh, I really wanted to see that. And I'm like, well, why don't you tell me when it was on the fucking cinema we'd have gone? So we went to see uh, Miss Perrin's Oh, The Peculiar Children. Um, I, I don't like Tim Burton films. I, I liked Tim Burton movies up to about 1996 um, and Mars Attacks. And then from there, I think he's just made Tim Burton parody movies, essentially. Uh, and they all look like shit uh, because he stopped using effects and physical effects and started using um, computer-generated effects. And rather than using them to tell his story, his story was the effects and everything around it. And it just it got tedious and boresome, to be honest. Um, you know, Alice in Wonderland was, looked like shit. China Fox, Scratch Valley looked like shit. Whereas things like Mars Attacks looked fantastic. His Batman movies, you know, are, are great timber and Batman movies. But then just the rest of it all just feel like the same movie. And I was worried that Miss Peregrine's of Home Peculiar Children might end up falling into that. But it doesn't. There's there's great use of the. It, it's not a technical a fucking nightmare uh, like some of his um, like like for instance like the Alice in Wonderland movies were. Uh, his, the characters are irritating. They're they're quite charming um, in it. Uh, Ava Green is perfectly cast um, in the movie. Uh, Isabel Field feels a little bit hammy, but you kind of get the idea that he's supposed to be. Uh, Sam Jackson. Is enjoying the shit out of being in this movie, <laughs> uh, and it's yeah, it 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 feels it feels like the movie Burton should have been making for the past fucking twenty years, and it was so nice to be taken on this fucking journey by somebody who 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 constantly gets spoken about as a visionary director, and the problem is. He is a visionary director. It's just his visionary, his visions have been shit for 20 years. Whereas this is polished. It's nice. It, like I say, it's charming. It's all the characters have their, their own special place. They're not too irritating. They're not too full of affectations. Um, and it's, it, it really is a lot of fun to be taken on this ride with. And even when bits don't kind of make sense, you go in, do you know what? That doesn't make sense. But I frankly don't give a shit because it's so much damn fun that I don't care. And when he does break out the big CG effect in it, it has a point. It's not just, oh, look what I can do. It's look what I'm doing. And it's more that. And it's, yeah, it's a great family entertainment movie that I was really glad that I went to see at the cinema, which is is a great kind of testament to, to cinema. Oh, cracking. Oh, that's good to hear. You know, you know I, I, I genuinely had a, had, a st- had a fantastic time with it. Uh, it's just over two hours long. I could have watched it for another 20, 25 minutes quite easily. Okay, ace. Uh, that sounds brilliant. And I, I, and I went into it with um, a little bit of trepidation of going problem is I like the trailer but I also know that I'm going to watch a Tim Burton movie and they haven't worked for me I, I don't understand why people have still been praising him for all these years when I don't think he's been in 20 years he now has and it is a really solid uh, if, if, if this isn't on one of my, my um, when we do our top 5 
uh, surprises of the year. If this isn't in that top five, I will be gobsmacked because I had that much fun with it. Very cool, man. Uh, if I if I yeah. didn't have so much fucking shit on at the moment, I think I'd go and check that out. But I'm glad, I'm glad to hear yeah. it's good. If if, um, if if I knew you, if you were going to uh, LFF this week, I'd be saying, yeah, I would go watch nice. it. Uh, because yeah, if, if for any reason it's still on in like three weeks time and it's on and you look at it and go, ooh, hmm, maybe, oh, go. Sweet, okay, cool. Because yeah, the, 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 the creature creation as well is fantastic. Um, yeah, it, it's just a great movie. I'll be, I, I'd be very surprised if you don't really dig it. Sorry, man. Alright, nice one. Uh, and yeah, that is saying something from, from, from me because Burton has irked me for years. Uh, so yeah, that, that's it. That's, that, that was the last one I've got. So, uh, questions. Um, ah, uh, Steve Dixon, uh, at the great SD. Uh, what things do you not get? For instance, he's decent enough, but I do not get the hype and love for Idris Elba. I think that's fair. And that's fair. Yeah, I, I, I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah, he's decent enough. He's all right. But then when people keep Keep, and people constantly keep doing it and keep saying, why can't he be the next Bond? Because Idris Elba is fine, but he's Idris Elba in everything. I'll have David sure. Oyelowo as Bond over Idris Elba, to be honest. I, I would happily have David yeah as Bond. Absolutely. I think he'd, he'd, he'd make a solid bomb. Yeah, that that would be great fun. I, yeah, no, yeah. I, I, yeah, no, I, I get that. But yeah, I get that. So, um, I, I, who else do who else do I get? Well, I, 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 I don't get the Wes Anderson thing. I just don't. I know you disagree. Most people disagree with me, but I just don't. I don't get it. Um, it it's yeah. Just make a fucking coffee table book of, of nice fucking interior design and I don't have to sit through your movies. Um, see that, that's that'd be mine. <laughs> Just don't get it. Um, I got a draw, uh, another one I don't get, Angelina Jolie. Don't get it. She's not a good actress. She's not attractive. She comes across as a terrible person and she seems unstable. Fucking hell. God, there, oh God, there was one on the fucking tip of my tongue then as well. Fuck, who the fuck was it? Really well-respected, kind of like, art-housey kind of guy. Fuck. Ooh, uh, director or director. actor? Uh, no, foreign. Foreign language. Responsum? No, foreign language. Oh, foreign language. Fucking, 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 fucking... Kim Ji-Woon. Last? Kim Ji-Woon. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can see why he wouldn't get people. Because I saw the devil I wasn't big on. What the fuck else? Hang on, no, did he do The Last Stand? He oh, shit, stand, yeah. no, no, it's not him. Fuck, who is it? Who is it? Oh, he's South Korean as well. Shit. It's not Park it's Chum, not it's not Boon Jung-ho. Yeah. Maybe he's not South Korean. Have we, Fuck. have we established it's not Kim Ji-woo? It's not Kim Ji-woo. Even though I saw The Devil, I think he's very overrated. 
I like Tyson on the Devil. Uh, sorry, I have to say to that. Shit, well, I'm out. Alright, don't worry, move on. Uh, uh, next one is. Uh, Rick Kid uh, at Rick J Kid. Uh, as Gibson is getting praise, is it possible to separate someone's performances from their character issues? Should it be? It's a strange one, this one. Yeah, I because know you have to because there's a lot of people in Hollywood who are dickheads, and I know there is there are varying degrees, but yeah, a dickheadness um, within it because you've got, for instance, Gibson who has. Uh, has had some quite strong views <laughs> on things. And the problem is, it, he has strong views and he's clearly a terrible person. But a man can insult people like a motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, you're terrible, but that's creative. Um, but then there's, there's people like, for instance, a Polanski, who is just a fucking abhorrent dickhead. But then again, I still really like Chinatown, so I'll be a fucking hypocrite. Um, and then you've got Woody Allen, who has all the problems, but still gets people to work with him. And let's face it, you know, when people say, oh, you know, well, there's no smoke without fire, it's like, yeah, no, and he's standing there with a fucking box of matches. There's a little bit of that with that. And the thing is, the, the horrible thing is that the position that I stand with it is, I... I wouldn't have a beer or a glass of fucking wine with Roman Polanski because I think he'd be a nasty person. And I wouldn't have one with Woody Allen. But do you know what? Let's be honest. Gibson's going to be a fun beer because you don't know what's going to happen. But you are going to be sat there going, oh, fucking hell, I've just been to get around. Anyway, you sit there and you go, what? You go, is he in the bathroom? Yeah. Why? Oh, because the fucking the, the guy behind the counter's Latino. He's going to say something. He's going to say something, isn't he? And you're going to constantly be worried that he's going to say something. But you also know that throughout the night, he's just going to be ripping into you. But you aren't going to be able to stop laughing at it. Because all of his insults are going to be creative. But they're going to come away from it going, Ah, oh, he was a prick, but wasn't he fun? And you know that it's wrong. You know that it's wrong. But you still had a great night. That's what I reckon Gibson is. Okay. Hmm. A great night, but you know he's a terrible person. But he's not a terrible person like fucking Donald Trump's a terrible person, let's be honest, is he? Or is he? We don't know. Who knows? Do I just not want to admit it? Um, Rick Kidd, uh, Rick J. Kidd, uh, another one from him. Uh, best actress of this generation. Uh, he's given an example of Jennifer Lawrence, Emily Blunt, Emma Stone, Brie Larson, Amy Adams, or somebody else. This generation, I mean, if we're talking American, yeah, I mean, well, Amy Adams is certainly up there. I think she's due an Oscar. Yeah, she has to be up there, yeah. Um, I mean, I think it's a great, it's it's a great kind of little, you know, era for for actresses. You know, there's there's, there's a lot of really, you know, good female actresses up there that that can carry movies on their own, you know. Um, You could also throw, oh... Fuck, what's her name? Zero Dark Thirty. Shit. Oh, Jessica Chastain. Her name's gone from my brain. Jessica Chastain into that, uh, into that mix uh, among there. There's a few others that, that escape me right out that you could um, toss into the, the mix um, with those. But it, it's great that we're living in a, in a sort of a world at the moment where we're constantly told, you know, that it, it, it's, you know, that, that actually don't get the due and everything like that. But it does show that it's, it's a changing, um, you know, it, it's a shifting 
problem that it is shifting the positive. You know, we talked earlier about uh, a movie, um, Gun the Train, which was sort of an Emily Blunt movie. That was sort of as, as an Emily Blunt movie. She, she was the star. She was on all the posters, everything like that. Um, Jennifer Lawrence, Passengers. A lot of Jennifer Lawrence movies, Passengers, has been sold as, you know, as much as Chris Pratt. It's more been sold for Jennifer Lawrence uh, within that. Emma Stone will be as big, if not a bigger marketing thing on the uh, La La Land than um, Ryan Gosling will be. You know, Amy Adams is selling... You know, a few movies, uh, you know, in the next coming months. You know, she's got um, the language one with what's uh, it? Arrival. Fucking Arrival. She's got Arrival and she's got um, the other, the Tom Ford one, the movie character, night titles, not so normal ones. Them, they're both been sold as Amy Adams movies. You know, despite the fact that, you know, they've got notable male actors in there. You know, it's not, not so long as it's been sold as a Jake Gyllenhaal movie, it's been sold as an Amy Adams movie, because people will go and see them. You know, it's, it is, it is, it shows that, that it is shifting towards that. And it, it's great that it is shifting towards the, the time where you will go and see a, blah, an Amy Adams movie or a Jennifer Lawrence movie or things like that. It's, it's, it's cool. You know, you could throw, I know she's, slowed down, but Kerry Mulligan uh, seems to be getting into that, but she has slowed down, uh, you know, her output over the past few years, you know, you have a feeling that she'll come in in, in a few years' time, she'll have like four or five fucking movies out in a year. So yeah, that was, uh, that's the last of our questions. So, um, yes, uh, that was episode 180. Anything to add, Ian, or are we, are we, Dun, 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 dun. I think we're done with Da Vinci-ing it the fuck up next week. We are. We we are we are doing the full fucking Langdon fucking trilogy. Boom. Are we? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Boom. So am I. It kind of looks yeah. like it's going to be awful, but that's fine. You know what? I hope it is. <laughs> because I think the worse that movie is, the more I'm going to enjoy yeah, it. That's fair. No, I, I'd be more worried if people go in, oh, do you know what? Inferno's actually really quite good. Cause I'd be going, oh, oh no, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you saying these things? <laughs> so, one yeah, out I'm, of five I'm... in The Guardian. Do you know what? Good. Fuck you, The Guardian. <laughs> um... uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to watching it. On I think I'm going to see it on Friday at about just after six o'clock. Oh, Robbie Collins, like not a fan either. Oh, this is... This is oh, well, there's a surprise. Hey. I, I like the guy, but if you could... You, let's be honest. He was never going to like that movie. Uh, what's old Guy Lodge saying? Um, oh, a refreshingly diverse international cast of consummate pres- professionals led once more by an increasingly disconsolate-looking Tom Hanks. They're just, they're, 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 they're poor fucking trashy movies. I don't get why people seem to think they're supposed to have a different grandeur to them. Just because they've got Tom yeah, Hanks in them. That's it. That's it. The problem is, it, it, it's, it's not the movie. It's you're going in thinking it's a different fucking movie. Yeah, agreed. I, 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 you know, that's, that's like going in to fucking Budfather and going, oh, I'm going in to watch a, a, a moving Mel Gibson drama about him finding his estranged daughter um, and having to protect her from the perils of the world. And then going, what the fuck's this? 
Why is he a biker? You know, that that's it. You stop going in thinking you're getting fucking a, a, a taut fucking thriller. You're not. You're getting a damn fucking brown novelisation movie that just happens to star Tom Hanks. Because they've gone, here, Tom, have some money. And he's gone, oh, yeah, all right. Yeah, that's I'm like, Do you know what? I'm looking forward to it. Yep, same. But I'll watch anything, so... Yeah, will. <laughs> I will, yeah. And I look forward to the worst things. Uh, so, yes, so thank you very much for listening, guys. Uh, DudeTheMonkey uh, at gmail.com at DudeTheMonkey at a Loring at DudeFoz DudeTheMonkey.com um, I'll have a bit more content. I've been a bit tardy with putting stuff on there uh, recently, so I'm hoping to put a bit more on there in the next few days or week or so. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Ian, have fun at LFF and we shall hear all about yeah, next boy. week. Bye! Bye!